Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place, because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. My name is Eric Skorzynski. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. And on today's episode, we're talking about finding the power to reinvent yourself. And we have three amazing guests talking about just that. First up is Dan Martell, a serial entrepreneur, having built several multi-million dollar technology companies starting at the age 17. He's also an award-winning angel investor and an executive coach focused exclusively on B2B SaaS, working with the founders from ClickFunnels, Proposify, Carrot.com, and many others to help scale their businesses. Next up is Bruce Peterson. Bruce is the founder and CEO of The Apartment Guy. He's a best-selling author and award-winning syndicator. He's worked with many multifamily properties, and he owns Blue Bonnet Commercial Management, which boasts over 1,100 units. Rather than just focus on money, he finds ways to impact residents' and staff's lives by providing value after the money comes. And last but not least, we have Ryan Hogan. He took notice of the growing popularity in subscription boxes and saw an opportunity to make dreams a reality. In October 2016, he pivoted their business model to deliver captivating, immersive mystery tales right to your doorstep through objects, letters, and clues from a fictional serial killer. Hence, the Honey Killer membership was born. Starting over was not easy. During those first few months, Derek would pack all the packages himself and ship them out right from his basement. Fortunately, a lot has changed since then, and after starting with 47 members in October 2016, the company has exploded to over 55,000 active members by the end of 2018. 
They now employ over 40 people, both part-time and full-time, and have partners from all over the world. Talk to me about what happened for you the very first software build that you ever put out there. I know you said that you felt like you were a genius when you got the computer to say hello world. So was that a similar feeling when you like launched your first product? Well, I mean, so there's the story I tell the world, which was this maritime vacation app that my dad had cottages and you know he kept getting the same phone calls. So I built this app. But the real story is the first thing I ever built that I sold was a application that you would install on your computer and it would download a list of files using FTP, which is a protocol. Anyways, uh, download the file and tell you all the songs I had downloaded from Napster. And then you could create a CD that I would burn and you'd pay me 20 bucks. The problem I was trying to solve with the software is my friends would come over to my house and try to build like their own mix CD for themselves or their girlfriend and then spend three hours on my computer. So I wanted them to do that off my computer on their computer, but then at night be able to just say you know, burn CD and it would grab all the files and, and send it out. So that, I mean, that's, you know, what's true. Like Travis, I've continued that for the rest of my life in the sense that I solve my own problem. Like mm. every business, every idea, all my innovation starts, all my investments, like it's, do I have this problem and do I think there's a better way? And I just happen to make software my tool for doing that. Yeah. So that was the first thing that I ever got paid for that I built in code was essentially an illegal CD burning app. <laughs> uh, off of so, yeah. a little still illegal, but it got me in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's a step. Luckily, forward. I was that's sober. Forward, Dan. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not drugs yeah. anymore. Can't be perfect right out of the gate, people. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So then, what's build number two? What's money making thing number two? There were so many different little widgets and scripts I built. You know, I tried to build a site for like extreme sports people. I built actually, um, funny enough, it was a photo sharing social network I built for my friends because again, I had a CD. I had an early digital camera. People kept asking me for the photos. So I built, and this was my sneak, you know, like here, I'm 20 years old when I built this thing. I wanted to see which girls were looking at my pictures. So I actually built it so that you had to log in so I could track people. I mean, this is like early Facebook idea, you know, the whole like whatever they called it. I mean, th- this is the thing. So did I make money on that one? I, I ran advertising on it and uh, that didn't work. It was, I think it was actually called wegotdrunk.com. I don't even drink. I just, you know, <laughs> thought it was a funny name. And that was predominantly the theme behind most of the photos that we uploaded on that site. But like, you know, Maritime Vacation was the thing that actually like really made money. And that was, you know, solving a problem for my dad. You know, I convinced him to give me the money to build it, telling him it was a, it was a lot more expensive. He's like, how much is it going to cost? I was like, well, probably like $3,000. He's like, $3,000 for a webpage? And I'm like, but the whole reason is I wanted him to pay me so I could pay for a server, which back then was like real money. It's not like Amazon Web Services today. So I had to pay for a server so that I can run this programming language called Cold Fusion so I could learn it to build it. So I essentially used my dad to fund R&D in my world. I literally, when I got out of rehab, my dad said any book you actually read I will pay for and he bought me probably 150 tech books not not business books like I didn't even learn business until like you know, when I was 23 and maritime vacation was essentially Airbnb or more like Zillow's or VRBO so just like people manage their profiles but for rentals on the east coast so that's why I called maritime vacation which is maritime's east coast Canada where I grew up here's what what screwed up one I called it maritimevacation.ca so the guy that owned at the cottage.com crush me. I mean, it's just dot, dot coms. You know, people always ask me, does it matter? Yes, it matters. Mm-hmm. You can get the dot com, get the dot com. So I wasn't thinking big enough. So that's like 
problem one, you know, people just don't plan for success. I was not even in that right headspace. And then the other thing I learned, even though it ended up failing, was the idea of marketing. I was building a bunch of stuff. Yes, I built it for myself. So if nobody else used it, my life got better. But this one, I really wanted to figure out how to get in front of these cottage owners. And uh, luckily, this weird conversation with this guy, Dave, who was like a total burnout. You know, I think he was high when he gave me this idea. But I was like, dude, how do I get people to know about this website? And he goes like, hey, man, isn't there like a tourism guide that lists everything? The people, they have to have a site or not. And the ones that don't, you can just call them. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Like literally the government spent hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to create a tourism guide that lists all the bed and breakfasts and all the cottage owners that were paying to be in this guide for people traveling. This is 1998. (laughs) Then figured out how to do a mail merge using Microsoft Access and, and Word and got my little brother Mo to sit there. I think I paid him like four bucks an hour to enter in because I had to take the physical tourism guide into the database, create the mail merge. And it literally was a full-on mail spam thing that said, hey, if you want a web page for your listing, you know, we're a maritime vacation, send us, uh, fill out this form, uh, three photos. And if you want your photos back, I think it was like 25 bucks a listing. If you want your photos back, add an extra $5. And sent out like hundreds of these. And I remember like two weeks later, my dad like came in the house or we were living in an apartment, came in the apartment with like a handful of mail and like, what is this, Dan? And he was like really suspicious. And I was like, there's no way. Like, so we started opening it and people filled out the form. These are like old school bed and breakfast owners, you know, like six year old retirees and put cash in the envelope. And my dad for, right off the bat said, what did you do? Like he, I could tell he thought like, <laughs> going, going what are you jail, doing? Yeah. Yes. Like, you need to show me what you're doing. And then I had to confess to him that not only did I build his site, but I built it in a way that I could build hundreds of others, you know, easily. And that was maritime vacation. So it made like, you know, 18 grand or something, but I, uh, you know, I moved on and and somebody else had a better product and I didn't feel like maintaining it. But that was like the first time I made a dollar on the internet with somebody I didn't know. I felt like I always tell people, if you can do that, it's not your cousin, your mom, you know, relative, then you've gone pro. Making a dollar on the internet is a big deal. I can teach you how to build a business and I can teach you how to build a successful business, but I can't change your mindset usually. Hmm. And that is very hardwired. Now, it might not be from the womb, but your environment definitely wires that. You can overcome obstacles and change and make a change in your life. But I really think it comes down to personality. And do you have the intestinal fortitude to keep picking yourself up every time you get kicked in the gut? Because you're going to get kicked in the gut a lot. As an entrepreneur, and I just, I really don't believe most people have that in them. Again, I could teach you how to start a business, how to run a business, but that drive and that intestinal fortitude, I don't know that you can really teach that a great deal. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers 
agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode of the Built Your Network podcast will be back in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site we are guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job descriptions, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. I personally love Indeed. It makes it easy to hire great talent, and according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Wide. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash network. The offer is valid through March 31st. So what are you waiting for? Go to indeed.com slash network and claim $75 in free credit before March 31st. That's indeed.com slash network. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode of the Build Your Network podcast is brought to you by Gusto, the all-in-one HR for growing businesses. You can get everything you need to hire, pay, manage, and support your hardworking team in one intuitive platform. You can automatically file and pay all state, local, and federal payroll taxes, do simple time tracking, time off requests, and more, and have access to a wide range of health and financial benefits and direct access to certified HR experts. That's just a few of the amazing tools that you get with Gusto. And right now, you can get three months free when you run your first payroll. All you have to do is use the URL gusto.com slash Travis. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash Travis. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I was just, just, just curious to hear your thoughts on that. It's a question I've been entertaining a lot lately now, especially as a dad, to try to look for th- clues in my kids that you know, I could nurture as a parent and continue pushing them along those lines. But anyway, so let's get back into your story here. You are in junior high, you call up a bank teller to learn about compound interest. 
not something most 12 year olds are doing. How did that translate like into your later high school years? Was it still just, you know, like baseball day and just let's, let's hawk some baseball cards. And did that affect your decision for what you were going to do after high school? Well, so what it did is, you know, I'm a lot like a lot of entrepreneurs. I didn't go, I mean, I went to college, but I didn't finish. I dropped out because I was just not cut out for that world. I was bored to death. I did only what I had to do to get by and get out. I almost didn't graduate on time. It got really scary. And back then, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial background. My family wasn't entrepreneurs at all. My dad was retired army. My mom worked at the the military grocery store, basically bagging Mm -hmm. groceries, right? So I didn't have this role model. And I thought, oh my Lord, I've just screwed my life up because I I almost can't get out of high school. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Again, it just wasn't who I was. So I I just floundered around for a long time, to be very honest. I tried starting many different businesses along the way, but I actually fell into retail for 18 to almost 20 years and did that because I didn't have a college degree. Mm. And none of the businesses I was trying, they were really taking off or catching hold. So I did that for damn near 20 years until I just could not do that anymore physically or emotionally. So I walked away and I thought, well, I got to figure something out. So let's try another business. So I started looking into real estate, got myself educated, found myself a good coach. And the rest is history. It's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, that's insane. So talk to me about that decision, why you made it, what was the ultimate deciding factor? And uh, were you scared to pull the trigger? The ultimate deciding factor for me was, you know, you get one or two vacations a year, And every time I would go on vacation for a week in retail, I couldn't take more than a week at a time. But every time I'd come back from my week's vacation, I was always re-energized, reinvigorated. Let's go. I'm going to dominate the world. I'm going to rule everything. Well, this time in 2017, I went on vacation with a buddy to uh, Colorado to catch a couple of Rocky games. And I came back and nothing changed. Hmm. I was like, oh, it didn't work that time. Something's (laughs) wrong. So I was miserable. I was working 80 to 110 hour weeks that last wow. year I worked in retail. And, you know, that will do a world of shit to you. And yeah, I was no very kidding. unhealthy. I had, I worked 100 hour weeks. I can't meet anybody. So I'm not dating. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have pets. I have nothing. I'm five foot eight, 240 pounds. I'm fat. I'm miserable. I'm unhealthy and I'm depressed. Hmm. So I didn't have a lot of choice. It was either that or in my brain, this was going to kill me. Right. I wasn't going to kill myself, but this was literally going to kill me. So I just walked away, traveled the U.S., the eastern half of the U.S. for a month and a half in a rental car, just clearing my brain by myself. Yeah. And stopped wherever I stopped and then made it back and, you know, tried to recalibrate myself and move forward. And like I said, you know, I found real estate and being a baseball guy, right? It's all stats driven in baseball. It's the most statistically driven sport there is, at least in the U.S. So that lent itself to spreadsheets and, you know, money and tracking performance and and cash on cash returns and all that. So that clicked. I led people most of my adult life. So that was a good fit. So I just found something, dove into it head first and immersed myself. I've been doing it for almost 10 years now and we've gotten really good at it and I enjoy it tremendously. We shoveled snow the other half. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, that's that's really where my journey started. And I guess 15, 20, 30 businesses later, a lot of failures, a bankruptcy. I mean, just a lot of a lot of struggles and a lot of lessons learned, um, yeah. you know, really took us on this path to hunt the killer. How many MLMs? 
Yeah. No, no, <laughs> thankfully, no MLMs. Um, okay, got it. Got I, I got it. into like Hulk and T-shirt. I was buying things from discount stores and then flipping them on eBay. Was this all throughout like high school or is this like young adult life, college? What, what What's the timeline here? That would have been young adult life. I joined the military. I've been in the United States Navy since 2002. I spent 15 years active duty. Oh. Um, and then I actually separated from active duty in 2017. So now I'm a reservist. I got out because, well, for a lot of reasons, but one is that that hunt a killer was to a place that, that could support the family and, and yeah. the life. And so you know, I felt it was my time to depart, but still continue to serve in the reserves. But, you know, the the hawking t-shirts and I, I developed this brand called Warwear. You know, this stuff was done when I was young and enlisted Navy air crewmen and, and flying on helicopters and, and trying to launch business ideas at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a solid job to have, though, to like test out a bunch of different business ideas on the side, no? It is. And, you know, it, what's really interesting is, is there's this perception and or this... There's this thing that said is like, you're not a real entrepreneur if you have a day job. And, and I just think that's complete horse crap. I think there is no better time to start a company if you have a day job because mm-hmm. you, you've hedged your risk. You can continue to put food on the table and you have to work twice as hard, which you should have to work twice as hard to get something off the ground. But the idea that people shouldn't be allowed or, or it's looked down upon, you're not a real entrepreneur if you have a full-time job while you're getting your business off the ground. I think that's a bunch of a bunch of malarkey. So, yeah. you know, I, and that's that's how we've created this. Uh, you know, not only this company, but I, I had another company called Run for Your Lives. It was the the first ever zombie infested 5K obstacle course race. It grew very fast. We scaled it nationwide back in 2011, 12, and 13. It crashed and burned even faster than it grew, which which was unfortunate. You know, but I did that while I was active duty with a, a great business partner. Talk to me about the couple of the lessons that you learned through. I mean, what what is that? A decade plus. Of- of hustling and failing and hustling and making some money and doing well, seeing some success and then and then crashing and burning in your own words there. Like talk to me about some of the top lessons that you took away during that time and what was the thing that just kept you going at it? I think the, the biggest lesson learned and it, like it there's probably two big lessons. The, the first is starting the business, the second is scaling the business. And and the, the first was starting the business is not getting stuck on your idea. You know, I, I think I can look at at a handful of concepts or ideas that I had, and, and I stuck with them too long because I was so wrapped up in, and this is the most brilliant idea ever. Everybody's going to love it, and I just refused to accept that. You know, that my baby was ugly. That's a tough lesson learned. But the earlier you can learn that, the mm-hmm. more you can scale. And, and how I look at business today is very much like it's a vehicle, right? And so, like you should have your own personal goals, and those personal goals, that the vehicle to achieve them is the business, and your business only exists for customers. And so the only thing that a business should be doing is continuing to iterate and pivot and improve based upon the customer feedback that's coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And you know, spending a, a year, year and a half, two years developing a concept or thinking about it and, and getting lost in the, the fun of that, it's really an easy way to, to just keep delaying the inevitable to yeah. find product market fit. So you know, that, that would be probably the biggest lesson learned is if you build it, they don't necessarily come. Yeah, and, no kidding. And, you need to figure that out early and and just keep launching and keep pushing ideas through until you find one that sticks. And then the, the second lesson, this this is probably very much the run for your lives, the, the both the success and the failure part of it is you've got to put the right team in place. You need the right network. You need the right mentors. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you said you need the right you need the right what? The right mentors, the right network. Yes, um, that's exactly what I'm looking for here, man. Like this is yeah. this is build your network. We talk so much about this relationship stuff and how crucial, how vital it is to hedging your bets and having guidance in a path that you've never been down before. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.